Welcome to the ArcDocs podcast. This podcast features discussions from leading industry professionals regarding building information modeling and digital construction. If you enjoy this podcast, or if you would like us to feature a specific topic, please let us know in the comments section of our social media platforms. You can also check out our website at www.arcdocs.com for more information. Welcome back to the ArcDocs podcast. We're joined this week with Dan O'Neill, the editor of the Irish Building Magazine. Welcome, Dan. Thanks for having me. Dan, do you want to give us a kind of a brief introduction to yourself and your and your background? Yeah, I'm a senior editor of Irish Building Magazine, uh, manager editor of uh, BIM Ireland, Bahai, and ISOR's coordinator, and I'm a researcher. So your kind of background at the minute then is media. Like how media? How would you say that media is used to inform, like at the minute, and educate people? Um, I, I, I think so Irish Building Magazine has a history book, you know, it's over, you know, it's going into its third decade. I think if I say uh, the future of the magazine was in hard copy, but I mean, like, so there's a strong future, like in hard copy, but I think in, there's also digital edition, yeah. and there's also the website, and I think going into the future, there's space for the, both digital and hard copy. Uh, we're also joined this week by Pat Slattery. Uh, welcome, Pat. Thanks very much for joining us. Pat, is there any questions that you would like to ask Dan? Thanks, William. No, I think I'd agree with Dan. There's definitely a, a place for printed media, and um, I think alongside digital media, some people might prefer to consume digitally, other people prefer to consume on paper, and I think there'll always be a place for that. Well, Irish Building Magazine, I suppose, is the one that the first construction type in Ireland to deliver a clear message um, on them and, and its benefits and, and, and its shortfalls. And so it's true analysis, we provided a landscape for companies to investigate how BIM could work for them. Uh, you know, issue by issue, we provide a roadmap for companies to move, like say, forward into you know, digital construction. And companies need that. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of information out there, but people need to to get to the point. Yeah. And I think the magazine does that very well. When we first asked our readers about BIM, almost, you know, this is going back five years ago, four and a half years ago, um, all said, you know, that they've heard about it, but most said that they didn't know much about it at the time. Um, only a handful of contractors at the time were, uh, were using BIM in a meaningful way. Um, in the last in last year's um, leaders in construction, uh, we've seen that you know, most contractors you know, are you know, advanced in BIM and the rest are well on their journey. Mm. So you've seen, from your point of view, you've seen it a significant development? Oh, yeah, in the yeah. last four years, I mean, it's major change in the industry. And, and I think, like I said, BIM Ireland has sort of developed along, along the way with that. I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, in Arctox, we started up 10 years ago, and certainly in the first few years, it was about telling people what BIM was as opposed to how to do it. Now yeah. it is more helping people do it and understand what has to be done. This is more and more companies getting into it. What's the demand present for, for BIM courses? For, I think for BIM courses, still in terms of training, it's, um, it's difficult really to get people to take time off work to come training. So to try and find a training delivery method that suits people can be can be difficult. When when we had a slowdown and a downturn in the market and you would approach companies, they would suggest that uh, they didn't have enough work to uh, think about BIM or to get trained. Now when you approach companies, a lot of them are too busy to uh, release people to get trained. And so, what are your most popular uh, courses? Most popular courses are the Revit architecture courses and also Navisworks. I would think people are quite interested in that. And to probably a lesser extent, things, some of the other specialist courses we do around Kobe um, and the sort of overview of BIM and BIM standards courses that we do, they're, they're quite interesting for people. Art talks are very active. 
um, online. Mm. And let's, I mean, I say on social media channels, uh, LinkedIn and, and Twitter. Obviously, you know, like there's a large sort of community in the last few years, but when I said that have say, gone online, I said they're very active across different platforms. Mm. And do, do you think that's very important, like I said, in, in, modern, in modern construction industry? It is very important, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we are a business promoting BIM, but it is a passion for us as well. It's something we fundamentally believe in, in transforming the industry and going more digital and making the industry more efficient. And it's something we believe needs to be shared um, across the industry, across all disciplines and all parties who are involved in buildings at any stage, you know, from construction design through to buildings in use. People need better quality information. And I think to get the message out there about BIM and about getting their information in a digital way and moving um, people in that way is, is important for the country. It's important for society mm. as well to have access to that information. And we did find this, it's like the network of contacts is vastly increased due to social media use. I mean, I mean like, regards what you do. It's the only way we could reach that many people in, you know, with our message. You know, it's through social media. I mean, phoning people would take forever to get in touch with people through social media. You can contact an awful lot of people and you contact people on their terms. I mean, they can choose to listen or choose not to listen. They can choose to read what you're putting out there and choose to ignore it. There's a good, strong online community. Yeah. You go on the, um, the different hashtags, yeah. uh, hashtag Irish BIM crew or the hashtag BIM people, hashtag BIM Ireland. Uh, you can see a lot of conversation going back over the years, mm -hmm. um, the past gatherings, see the breakfast meetings and, and the, and different, the different digital construction and uh, other construction tech events. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's definitely a culture change in the last few years So with the use of social media. Um, but the Ireland um, and Irish building have been building and following. I think, like I said, we have the construction, we have a very strong construction supply chain following. We have uh, 4,700 for um, Irish uh, building magazine on Twitter, and it's things at 3,200 3, for the um, for Ireland on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And on, on LinkedIn, we'd also have a following. And um, you've been involved in webinars too over the past few years, have you? We did a series yeah. of webinars um, a few years back. We've had a bit of a gap in doing the webinars, but uh, we did. We offered training through a webinar to a series of webinars, um, which were quite popular because um, people people could buy, you know, one license for a webinar and then could run it in their office and have a number of people sitting around listening to the webinar and learn that way rather than having to take a long period of time out of the office to go learning. They could do it an hour at a time or a couple of hours at a time. Yeah, well, webinars yep. are, are very popular uh, yep. presently. I see there's a couple of webinars present um, from uh, on on our uh, and for and Autodesk um, with the COB and looking at digital construction mm -hmm. and, and, and the future. And uh, I suppose what topics uh, have have you covered in the past? Like saying what topics would you like to cover in the future with regards to videos and, and webinars? In terms of webinars, what we've done in the past has all been around Revit. It's all been about how to use Revit. Um, sort of tips and tricks and, and some learning in terms of Revit itself. Um, we haven't really broadened it out beyond that. Um, and that was something we could do. And I suppose this podcast series is trying to trying to go a little bit in that direction. And it's not a webinar, but it's a similar type mm. of approach. I think uh, Ralph Montague has um, covered Lean before as well, Lean with them. Yeah. That was very popular um, yeah. two years ago. I think that has over, well over 30,000 views, I think, now on, on YouTube, you know, so there's quite a lot. 
Feel that what's that? Comes from many courses that we present. We have Rebel Architecture Structure MP, we've got uh, advanced families, and have the BIM management, um, strategic overview of BIM, BIM standards, an introduction to COBE and uh, Mavisworks training. So those are the courses that we have got one dynamo, yeah, so dynamo, dynamo as well. Those would be the principal courses that we run. And those are typically two or three day courses where people will come here and attend, but we can also run the courses in people's offices. And we offer training in CETA Skillnet. CETA offer a very affordable eight-day in-house training program, which is a very affordable way for companies to get tailored um, BIM training specifically designed to suit their company that can be delivered on a, a day-by-day or a half-day-by-half-day -half basis, and um, whatever suits the companies um, best. I suppose in the last year, I mean, Irish Building has entered over 204,000 uh, views online. I think it's 17,000 unique uh, well, approximately over 17,000 unique visitors each each and every month. So I suppose that's over the course uh, spread out. Like it's been climbing, the figures have been increasing over the past you know, few years. So people viewing magazine online, but also reading the website, um, news items, data. And how broad is your reach? And that's called Bin Ireland. But, uh, all all, all over the world. The there's people. People contacting from China, people contacting from Australia. Bim Ireland is in, it's in, it's international. I mean, on the website you have interviews with experts from Tom, Paul Doherty and David Philip. To, I mean, we do uh, Bim Ireland World. We do Bim People interviews for Bim Ireland World. Uh, in the last two years, we've covered Bim in Germany, uh, Bim in Dubai, uh, Bim in Spain, uh, obviously Bim in the UK, and Bim in Scandinavia as well. We've also covered lean in, in you know, other countries. We've covered lean in Scandinavia. We've, we've done interviews, like say, with lean experts like like say, Laura Pashkala. They're all available to, to view past issues, but also like say, on the website. So they, I mean, it's, it's a truly it's a truly international. Uh, it's an international reach. I mean, be, I think the modern industry, I think, you know, it's it's very different. Like I said, to twenty years ago, or at least say, ten years ago. Whereas now, like I think. Borders, sort of, when it comes to expertise, borders matter a lot less. It's a fantastic advert for the, the country as a BIM ready industry. Yeah. The construction industry in Ireland is as advanced in BIM, I think, as any country is. Yeah, and, 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 and it's, it's good to be able to promote it. I think the expertise that's yeah. presented on, on BIM Ireland, I, I, I think it's it's great for, like I said, you know, clients to, like I said, to come across this information and see you know, how advanced the industry is. And like it does a lot more for the mainstream. The Marion, like I said, offer, offers an image, a more realistic Im image of the industry and the roles that are there now than the mainstream does. And that, like I said, shows, like I said, what you can, what you can, the jobs you can achieve. Like I said, it's a, it's a modernized technological industry. You, know, you can go for a career as a manager. Whereas I don't think that's re represented in the mainstream industry or the mainstream media at the present. Bim Ireland provides uh, Ireland's only independent and dedicated online BIM exclusive resource. Uh, Offering uh, regular news interviews and uh, I suppose uh, it gives information of what's happening in, in the construction industry. Uh, you've been news events, been jobs, and obviously the very popular been uh, people. Talking about been people, uh, there's interviews in there in, in that section of the website with experts from across the world, and, and I definitely recommend it for anybody listening to this podcast to read to read the interviews over the past three to four years and to see I suppose how the industry has changed and 
this was massive projects that have been undertaken uh, here and, and, and also abroad by Irish contractors. Bim Ireland has uh, 8,000 unique visitors every month. So Dan, do you think media has a role in promoting best practice? Um... Yeah, I, I think ultimately, ultimately people would like to know about people and uh, case studies give the reader, um, uh, that could be me or you know, that is me, and they read about the uh, experience of others uh, adapting to change and embracing new technology. Uh, it becomes less scary when there is an example of, of a peer in the industry doing it. I suppose there's a psychology of reaching people and you know, how to get the message out there. There are some great case studies in Irish building magazine. I think it is important to cut through let's say, the noise when it comes to construction um, projects and sending a message out into the industry. I think construction media like Irish Building in Ireland uh, do a good job of promoting the industry and work done by the people in it. Which is fantastic, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of international studies out there, but people like to see studies close to home you know, through companies they know and people they know who have been working on these projects and to see um, what's been achieved. Those type of case studies are fantastic. And I think sharing lessons learned, I think, is very important as well. And people tend to try and keep their own lessons learned under their hat. Um, but I think sharing that across the industry you know, is to everyone's benefit. What do you think of let's say, the surveys and the information that we have present? Mm -hmm. What do you think of the information we have at present on the uptake on, on BIM? Do you think we should be doing more surveys? Well, I think surveys help. I think the surveys that have been done over the last few years are showing a definite rise in the number of yeah. projects and the number of people who are engaging in BIM and using BIM on projects. I think it's, uh, it's still hit and miss across the industry. There are still some people out there who are operating best practice in terms of BIM. Some people are doing BIM only because they've been asked to do it. And other people are you know, not doing BIM at all, um, but may think they're doing BIM. Um, and even across some of the bigger organizations, it can be hit and miss in terms of what teams people are involved in. You know, in a large organization, there may be one or two teams that are using BIM on projects and several other teams who are not. But it'll take a little bit of time to get everybody to the same level where we leave behind the old practices of 2D CAD and, and inefficient ways of working and everybody is moving on to you know, virtual design and construction and, and BIM. But it's definitely going in the right direction. But you know, more studies do help. They help to convince people that uh, you know, they're not alone and they're not doing it on their own. It helps to convince clients that the, uh, the supply chain is there and is available and capable of delivering. Because I think clients, some clients are still nervous that if they ask for BIM, that the uh, supply chain won't be able to deliver. You know, the contractors, subcontractors, suppliers, you know, are just not yet geared up. That's wrong. I think most of them are now um, in a position where if they're not quite delivering yet, they're ready to. Um, the industry has transformed itself a lot in the last five years. If somebody was looking for um, good data on the industry and the uptake of them, what surveys would you recommend? Well, well CETA and the, the BCIP have done a very good survey, um, which is available through the CETA website. Um, there's also some good surveys from the MBS, which have been running every year now for must be close to 10 years, um, which give a good study of what's happening in the UK, not necessarily applicable in Ireland, but we are following a little bit behind that. But the studies done by, by the RAAI um, and ourselves, who've sort of sent out sort of inquiries to people, um, all show a trend in the same direction. It's, it's upwards in terms of being you know, across the industry. What sort of response rate have you got for your surveys and how often do you? Surveys tend to be low response. I mean, like any sort of email, 
Do you think that's a major issue, um, say, with regards to trying to get accurate, uh, in, let's say, information on the, the uptake of them, let's say, with regards to, you say, if you're getting a response rate and it's small in comparison, if you, are you, so you're not getting an accurate picture? That's why you have to take this, the, the surveys and analyze them a little bit because the people who are going to answer a survey about BIM are people who probably know about BIM and are probably more engaged in BIM, whereas the people who are not are probably going to ignore that survey or not respond to it. You need to take that into account when you're analyzing the results of the survey. You know, that it may not be totally you know, unbiased. Do you have any advice for people who would say would be undertaking surveys? Like say, would say with regards to what you've seen in past surveys that you think should be, like with regards to questions, do you should, think should be included? Well, I think the main thing with surveys and, and to get an accurate response is to get an honest reply from people. You know, for not just to say we're doing everything brilliantly, you know, in terms of BIM and all our projects are running through BIM and everything is smooth and fantastic and wonderful. And to be open you know, with people, you know, that they've had problems on projects, that they have problems with the resources, that they have problems with operating the software, they have problems with, you know, the supply chain. We want people to be open and honest about that. Where are the problems? You know, so that we can start thinking about how do we address those things. And I think podcasts have become incredibly popular over the last few years. Oh, huge. I think people's time is very limited. And I think rather than listening to hours of waffle on radio, you know, you can focus in on exactly what's of interest to you, you know, on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can listen to it in, you know, in the gym like while you're driving or, you know, they're very easily and accessible. And, you know, yeah. you can, it's, and it's, in, it's in your own time. You don't have to tune in, you know, when somebody's on the radio, you, you know, somebody's broadcasting something, you know, it's, it's there whenever you want to, to listen to it. The, yeah. You know, the, the traffic cops don't mind if you're, uh, if, you, if you're listening to the podcast, but you can't be reading a magazine and staring at the back. And who would you like to interview ideally um, in the coming months? Well, we'd, we'd, we'd go right across. I think we'd like to talk to clients um, to get their opinions and then just to see what they're thinking and, and any of them who have done BIM or those who have not done BIM you know, are maybe thinking about BIM. Because I think the, the driver behind BIM on projects is the client, whoever the employer on the project happens to be. Um, if they have a good vision as to what they want from their BIM project, then there's a very good chance of success. I think where clients don't have the sort of correct vision in terms of BIM, it tends to slide a bit. People slide away from doing it properly. They slip back into doing things wrong. So, so, in, so getting clients in and getting their opinion would be interesting. But I think across the board, you know, contractors who've really adopted BIM, certainly the, the top tier of contractors and probably the second tier as well, you know, have adopted BIM quite well. We'd like to see BIM sort of become more, more broad across the range. So getting down to smaller projects as well. You know, so talking to some of the guys who are doing sort of small maybe housing estates or you know small developments as to how BIM can work best for them and how BIM could work for the, you know, the house owners or the apartment owners at the end of the day. Um, at the moment, it's mostly used, I think, on the bigger scale projects. Not, not entirely or not exclusively, but it tends to be. And uh, will you stick to the digital construction topics or would you broaden out into prefabrication or other construction topics? Well, I think initially we're sort of focusing around BIM and virtual design and construction. I think there's no reason we won't broaden it out. I mean, we we are very interested in prefabrication and off-site construction um, and the efficiencies that can be gained. And we're seeing more and more examples around the world, but particularly from the UK, of how off-site construction and, uh, and prefabrication you know, can help speed up the construction, can help make it more efficient, whether that's flat pack or volumetric. I mean, we're very interested in that as well. So, you know, we, 
we'd love to talk to people about that as well. If there's people who want to talk to us and give us their opinions. If people knew of digital construction and how tech has changed construction, um, would they be influenced to take up construction careers? Over the last few years, uh, with the Ireland and Irish Building Magazine, I, I've seen how you know, the industry has changed. Do you think if people knew, like, say, how you know, the modern industry offers you know, a diverse range of careers, supposed to be something like the manager and I mean roles that will develop you know, in the future, do you think if people are more aware of how the industry has changed and how it's yes. developing? That the um, you know, new people would be more interested to enter the industry. Definitely would be. I mean, there's different roles evolving in the industry. There's different requirements for for people to understand technologies because the building isn't a technology in itself, but it's it's driven by technology. And you can't do BIM really without technology. So it needs people who understand that, and it needs people right from you know client down to the guy on site. And understanding how technology works, understanding how to access the information, whether it's you know setting out a pile, pile foundation on site, and using his iPad and his uh, surveying equipment, or whether it's somebody designing something um, at briefing stage and how they communicate that across to the team. I think that's all very important. And there's a lot of new careers that can be you know, achieved. You can talk about the gathering in general, yeah. about the event uh, in the past. You can tell well, BIM gathering has been a, a great way of getting the BIM message out there. The first BIM gathering was obviously when we had the, uh, the big Ireland gathering across the country. Um, so we decided to have a BIM gathering, which turned out to be a fantastic event with people come from all across Ireland and all around the world, both to be there and to speak. So we had some fantastic speakers sharing their knowledge from around the world. Um, and we've repeated the BIM gathering then since, you know, every two years. They've but always been the first, together. the first one was in 2013, and the subsequent ones have been in Dublin. So this year it's it's fantastic that the decision's been made to move it out of the capital, you know, to Galway, um, and everybody's really looking forward to, to going to Galway, experiencing Galway, and uh, having a good time then and learning a lot more about BIM and what's happening around the world. Irish Building and, and BIM Ireland are media partners for together in the upcoming uh, June issue. There's an interview with a uh, keynote speaker, uh, Jerry Carty uh, of RPS. Um, I suppose from attending past gatherings, um, I expect this gathering to be uh, a great get together in Galway for the Irish Bin community. I'll have more spoke about uh, Galway City in, in, in the issue one of, of Irish Building this year. Uh, you want to talk a bit about, I suppose, your experience of past gatherings and uh, I suppose your takeaways from the gathering in 2017. The gatherings um, are two things. I think first and more, first and foremost, are about learning. So people come from all over the world and all across the country to share their experiences and their knowledge and what they've been doing through BIM and, and virtual design and construction. Companies come and present what they've been doing and just to share knowledge. But it's also a social event. Um, it's about meeting other people who are you know, like-minded people who are in the same space, you know, who are experienced the same things, you know, around them, the same problems, the same issues, the same advantages. And it's largely people who have a passion for BIM who come and are all, you know, willing to talk and willing to share what they what they know and what they've learned about BIM. It's both a fantastic learning experience and a fantastic social event um, in terms of meeting people. And, and this year it's it's, it's first year in Galway. Previous gatherings in Dublin in 2013, 15, and 17. 
Yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea to start uh, spreading this out. I mean, Dublin is the largest city in Ireland, but uh, you know we need to spread the message wider. And there's a huge amount happening in Galway. Um, GMIT um, and the team down there have been very active in the BIM space. Um, and there's some very good companies in Galway you know, who are you know, delivering the BIM. Um, they will be awards for the best quarter, third level course in 2018 awards. It's, it's, it's great to have it down in Galway, you know, and for them to welcome us all down there. So very much looking forward to that. Since, I suppose, since Arctox was established, you've been involved in CETA? It was one of the first things we got involved with. Um, we did see right from the beginning that we needed to get the message out. Our background is in architecture, so our initial reach was to architects um, and through the architects in the RAI. Um, but we did see that BIM was much more than that. I mean, it, it applied across the industry, across disciplines, across you know, clients, designers, contractors, supply chain, and, and needed a, a way to get the message out there. And we saw CETA's Construction IT Alliance as a way to do that. It had a broad reach you know, across construction companies, it also had designers and, and, and clients in particular. So to get the broad message out there, we thought CETA was a good organisation. Very well run and very well managed. It has lots of lots of events, you know, the breakfast meetings every month or two months, and um, that people attend. There's a huge resource of information now on the CETA website, and um, it's available to people. And CETA also offer a lot of training, not just around BIM, but around other things as well, but particularly around BIM through the CETA Skillnet. It was a way for us to to reach a broader audience and, and to you, get the BIM message. You're, you're involved in the Eastern region. We are, yeah. I mean, that's something that, that happened in CETA probably since we joined, as the region, the regional CETA groups have been set up, and that's been very successful. They've taken on a life in their own, um, and people in those regions are you know, quite actively engaged you know, in BIM and sharing their experience and their knowledge around BIM. You talked about an Arctox and 57, is it 57 articles on BIM Arctox is 57 articles on BIM and Obviously, in-house, you have a great level of expertise. Do you want to talk about, about the different professions and people you have in-house here? Well, yeah, well, we've been running just 10 years now. So we, we established ourselves as a BIM consultancy practice um, in 2009. Um, probably not the best time to start a company when the whole economy was uh, in a nosedive. But uh, we saw our way through the worst of it anyway, and it's uh, it's improving now year on year. So that's, that's quite good. Um, Primarily, we're a consultancy practice, so we offer BIM consultancy to clients, to contractors, to designers, you know, to help them implement um, BIM on their projects and to do it properly. Um, we also offer a production service, so we have a production team of uh, experienced BIM modelers, Revit modelers, um, who can help out if companies have a, a need for modeling on their projects. Um, we offer a support service, so if um, people are doing BIM on a project, we can help them out in very short times, maybe just an hour for a question or um, whatever help they need, whether somebody going to them for half a day or something to help them out on a problem that they're stuck with. And we also offer training. We're a, an Autodesk authorized training center and certification center. And um, so we offer training courses in, in Revit and Navisworks, Dynamo um, to people as well. And we've seen, we've seen that change over the years. Um, 
I mean, to a much broader base in terms of the clients that we have. I mean, we originally started off offering services to architects, and now we, we work for um, developers, we work for architects, engineers, contractors, um, subcontractors, suppliers, um, right through the supply chain, helping them deliver BIM on, on projects and, and getting BIM ready. Um, we're one of the uh, suppliers of Enterprise Ireland's BIM Enable program, um, which is designed to assist companies upskill into BIM. So there's a highly funded um, BIM consultancy program, seven day program from Enterprise Ireland, where Enterprise Ireland will cover most of the cost. Um, and a BIM implement program, again, for training and upskilling. And um, again, where Enterprise Ireland will, will cover most of the cost. So companies who are Enterprise Ireland clients, um, it's a great way for them to get into BIM without having to um, incur too much cost. What do you think of BIM skills at present in Ireland? I think the skills around BIM are different than the skills we had before. It's more like working on a drawing board than uh, working on CAD. I think CAD allowed a lot of uh, some bad practice to creep into the way that we operate. What bad practice? That copy, copy, pasting. You know, you have hundreds of drawings on a project all drawn by different people who are not communicating properly and not overlaying, not comparing things together. You get details that are supposed to meet at a corner that don't meet because one detail has been copied from one project and other detail has been copied from another one. On drawing boards, you spent time before you actually started drawing of setting things out and working it out in your head and making sure it was clear as to exactly what you wanted before you put pen to paper. Um, and I think with BIM, um, you have to understand buildings because you're, you're modeling a wall. You're modeling a wall which then joins with something else. You're modeling a floor which joins with something else. So, it's so you're constantly having to think. Building technology, do you think it's better, let's say, from first year onwards that they're learning with this 3D view of things as possible? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, our traditional way of working is that we've, we've taken a three-dimensional three concept that we develop in our brains. Um, we put that down on paper in 2D in order to communicate it to somebody who then has to build it in three dimensions. And um, what we're getting away from now is having that two-dimensional bit in the middle. Um, you're going straight from a three-dimensional world to a three-dimensional a three-dimensional idea to a three-dimensional building um, without having to dumb it down onto 2D um, paper in order to communicate it to somebody else. I mean, you're, you're keeping everything in a, in a we live in a 3D world, so you're keeping it in the world that we live in, um, as opposed to putting it into a false 2D projection of what that building should be. And I think people don't read drawings very well unless they've been trained for years. So what we, what we were doing for years of generations almost is teaching people how to do 2D drawings, you know, how to take a 3D idea and communicate it through a 2D drawing. And now what we're doing is we're teaching people to take a 3D idea and communicate it through a 3D medium, um, along with the, obviously along with the information that goes with that as well. Um, so it's it's just generally a better way of working. It does mean people have to understand buildings um, in order to, to do it. So what we do find in some cases is that along with the young graduates, and it's always been the case that when they come out of college, you know, it takes a few years before they're fully, you know, aware of how buildings go together and how buildings work. But because they are now the only people who can really operate Revit or whatever tool they're using, there's, there's becoming a sort of a gap 
between the guys who can use Revit um, and the guys who know how buildings are built. So it's important to try and bridge that gap and to get everybody you know, educated that the architects, the experienced architects and the experienced technicians, you know, understand how these new tools and technologies work. Um, so they can work with these new graduates who are coming out. The graduates who are coming out are highly skilled, highly experienced um, in using that. Um, but like any graduate, you know, once you're on the job, it takes a while to, to understand Learn the job it. fully. Yeah. I just want to thank you all for the opportunity and for inviting me on the podcast. And uh, for what I, I suppose there's people listening to this, I'd say to follow uh, Irish Building in Bay Ireland on Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram and have a good summer 2019.